What's up, Familia? So, MCM in London just happened this weekend, and the FOMO was real because our co-host, Latverian Lad, was there. Hello, hello. How was it? I mean, tell me. It was, Did you have a fun time? I had a great time. Yeah, probably the best MCM I've been to, actually. And in no small part, due to the other guests we've got on, Chris Cosplay. G'day, g'day. Kia ora, kia ora. Oh my god, can I tell you, I am such a stan of both of you cosplaying together, daddy and son. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an implication there until I got a flood of DMs of people being like, oh my god, daddy and son. I was like, it's it's Cyclops and Cable, what are you talking about? From the future! Yeah. <laughs> the uh, minds of people on the internet, when it's some wholesome content of father and son going to a con together. I'm bonding. They, Cable never got that as a child. He was sent to the future with a technovirus. He's not going around Comic-Cons. <laughs> so no, he finally gets the chance and it's just, you know, kind, it's nice, it's wholesome. Uh, no, we had so much fun. Uh, and I think there will be a huge influx of X-Men cosplayers the closer we get to X-Men 97 coming out next year. Uh, so I hope to do it again in May. From the rumor mill, it sounds like Cable and Cyclops are going to have huge roles in X-Men 97. I mean, well, Cyclops and Cable did have huge roles in the original, so that's not any <laughs> groundbreaking thing. But a lot of people are saying they're excited for Cyclops' role because he says the infamous line to me, my X-Men, at the clip that was shown at San Diego Comic-Con, and Cable has been in the X-Men 97 material. So you guys... We're ahead of the game. Gonna, you're ahead of yeah. the game. We're ahead I of mean, the game. It's the equivalent of uh, Avengers Assemble, really. So this is the second MCM this year. How does that work? Can you explain it for folks at home? So you have one MCM in May and then another one in October. Is that like, Sean, is that like having one New York Comic Con in May and then another one in October? Like what's, what's so the deal there? Essentially, yeah. So they're pretty much exactly the same. Mm. Um, it does... I, I don't know. Did, did the one feel bigger? I mean, Chris, you read both of them. Did, I think the other, the one yesterday felt a little bit bigger than the one in May. But... Yeah, the the one I I think October is generally the big one. Um, it, it's it's odd. They're both in seasons where it's a transitional, like spring or autumn. Sorry, fall for the listeners in America. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It felt it felt a lot bigger yesterday than it was in May. Uh, but it's definitely a lot more anime focused. And the one in May felt more superhero Marvel DC uh, and had a lot more uh, cosplayers and a lot more uh, guests that I think fitted that specific uh, avenue. But I don't know if that's intentional or not. In terms of like the content of like, you know, there's artist alleys, there's the vendors, there's cosplay areas. That, it decides the same. So it's essentially that we've got Comic-Con twice a year. Yeah. Okay. Is it as big as New York Comic-Con? No, no, okay, so. not even close. So I think that's why we get two. So we can add them both up to try to make one as. Um, so I think that the um, so it's at the Excel Center in London, which is not as big as the Javits Center. Um, and what the Javits Center has that's really good is the kind of like the atriums in the middle where all the cosplayers hang out, and it's got the great skylights um, mm -hmm. and amazing lighting for photos. At MCM, the kind of transitional areas between where all the vendors are is this alleyway with food courts on each side and then tables in the middle. So it's not the easiest place to kind of stop and take pictures. And then what it is, is um, outside the building, there's a uh, kind of um, barred off area 
that that's where all the cosplayers go um, to set up the photo shoots and meet, you know, the professional photographers. It ended up raining for a lot of the day yesterday. So we were about to start our X-Men meetup. Uh, It started pissing rain. So we had to put that on hold for a few minutes. But as in London, you wait about 10 seconds and the rain passes and the sun comes back out. So no, it wasn't London. It was as soon as the Storm cosplayer came back to join our meet, the rain stopped. (laughs) Yes. Wait, was that the one that did the Mary Shag kill? Yes. Okay. Okay. She she was fabulous. I'm sorry, Chris. I interrupted you. Yeah, she was big hair, big uh, big cape with iridescent and ir- iridescent fabric and lights throughout it as well. Yeah. Uh, she was actually entering the cosplay competition that night. I don't know how she did yet. So, are there are there booths like we we know Hasbro was there, but does like Marvel have a booth? Does DC have a booth? And do they host no. like those official? No, okay. So I think that's the difference too. Whereas New York and probably like San Diego, you get a lot of the big studios doing. Um, you know, I guess press for things that are coming out here. It's much more um, local vendors. You know, there was a lot of like Dungeons and Dragons vendors selling like dice and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Bandai booth because we went um, we went to that. And there was the Hasbro booth that we got some of the the shots for you from. I don't think there was any new releases, right, for the action figures. There, there were Spider Man, not X Men. Because uh, we looked hateful. at them and I was like, I don't actually know if these are new or not. So let's just make a video <laughs> for Day Spring and see if you like so. <laughs> I was like, thanks, I'll post this. No, there weren't any new reveals. But that's why I was asking if Marvel or DC had an official presence there because, and I said this on a previous episode of the podcast, it's really curious to me that Hasbro in the last year has decided that MCM London in October is where they're going to showcase some reveals. Now, they did the Spider-Man reveals this year, which were pretty big for Spider-Man Marvel Legends collectors. But last year, they did a lot of X-Men stuff, and people went nuts for it. And I was in the in the middle of moving from New York to Miami, and I had to stop everything I was doing just to post about it. And I was like, where the fuck did MCM London come out with, like, with Marvel Legends reviews? It's insane. Yeah, it does feel strange. Compared to doing it at New York Comic Con. But why wouldn't they do like UK, you know, based characters? Like we theorized maybe this is where we're going to see Rachel because she was part of Excalibur. I was like, where is it? And I want to give a shout out to some of the folks in the Marvel Legends community displayed once. And it's Dan who were there and they asked Ryan Ting about Rachel and Madeline and they're going to post her content soon. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. Okay. So. Walk me through your day and like how you guys got started. Did you, Sean, when we were at New York Comic Con, got ready at the place we were staying? Did you guys meet up and get ready together and then walk into the con no. together? No. I'm Sean got changed at the tube station on the platform. So, no, so I've, because when you go to cons, especially if you're not, let's say, at a hotel right next to it. I do find it a little funny to just be walking through a city and cosplay when it's like contextually not relevant, right? Um so I like the Cyclops one. It's really easy because you just, it's a spandex suit. You throw on like jogging pants and a jacket over it. And all of a sudden, like you look like you're incognito. So I w- traveled that way through the tube and I met Chris literally at the tube station at the Excel center. Um, but you did travel in cosplay. I did. And you know, it's London. No one bats an eye. Yeah. I think you were saying this about New York as well. You, you could be dressed as whatever 
the hell you like and no one's going to say something you might get a side eye but everyone's very much none of my business do not want a part of that sweetheart was that a late night <laughs> yeah. or you partying right now <laughs> let me take a photo no, i'm not taking a photo of you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not taking a photo of you <laughs> it's just oh terrible. my god yeah, yeah. <laughs> day spring and i had yeah that was funny the woman day spring, i'll get another shot I'm i'll get taking a photo of you <laughs> She was like this raspy New Yorker. She's like, oh, sweetheart, was it a long night? <laughs> I loved um, it. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, did no. anyone recognize you? Because I've only cosplayed once or twice to New York Comic Con, and mine was more like a Robin costume when I was like 24. And people did recognize me on the subway, and they're like, oh, you're going to New York Comic Con. You look so great. I love Batman Ball. Did people recognize cable because your cable is pretty iconic it's the mid 90s and marvel versus capcom cable where people yeah. are like hey you're an x-man character you must be going to that con that's happening i uh, i i got a oh comic-con my son's going to that <laughs> a picture of you on the tube so yes i did get a little attention on my way yeah. there but it was like one person and he was all very good natured about it um well, no, because you did. What's really funny is my friend, because Chris came out with us later that evening. It was Halloween. Um, well, Halloween kind of going out night, right? Last night on Saturday night in uh, in the UK. Uh, so Chris came over after the con, and one of my friends randomly went, "Hey, I saw you on the tube today. You were yeah. just like Wolverine." And then of course we no, both groaned, no going, oh. <laughs> "Non-nerdy gays." Yeah, no they see an X and they think Wolverine. That's yeah. only because of the films huge propping up of wolverine as the main character of the x-men which is a big problem unto itself <laughs> that yes. um chris i know i can speak to everyone uh, at power of x-men in this community you are welcome back to write <laughs> about that <laughs> okay so you guys met up at the con you guys are mm -hmm. in full cosplay and then you just walk in and people must be like oh my god that's cable and cyclops right there because you rarely see a, a cable cosplayer with a cyclops cosplayer and vice versa you never really see them together yeah i think it, it, it was a huge impact to be there together for sure like visually it's very very stunning very co colorful um so we did get stopped for quite a few photos along the way uh it made it kind of difficult to go and see things and also quite a few of the alleys were really really packed so we made it to the uh hasbro stand we made it to the doctor who stand uh we went to imperial outlanders shout out to imperial outlanders the star wars uh fan stand uh, but it, there was a lot of jostling through people and uh, no mind of their own personal space. Um, I mean, like every Comic-Con. <laughs> well, so Chris, in his costume, he has one eye with a contact, so can't see out that eye. And anybody who's worn any, like, Cyclops visor for cosplay, like, it does impair the vision to very much no peripheral side. So you're kind of walking through, you know, it's never an easy thing to, to go oh through the God. con where you can't really you see guys super are the... well. You guys are the blind leading the blind. You're yeah. like leading each other. Oh my well, god! Luckily, we had my partner Matthew journey to the lair, um, who was taking all of our photos and videos. So I have to give a big, big oh. shout out to him. He was yeah. such a sweetheart all day. Um, I'm so lucky. And he was such a great photographer. Like, takes yeah. amazing shots. Held all the bags. Like, um, and it was so funny because every time he'd take a shot of us, you get people that would come and be like, you just take one with my phone. So, I mean, he must, he should have just started charging yesterday to be a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the thing. As so, soon as someone asks you a for a photo, you get a queue of about five or six other people wanting to have a photo, which is lucky. We're, we're blessed yeah. to have uh, decent, re relatively simple cosplays that are very, very effective. So 
How do you think this compares to other cons that you guys have been to? Like, what do you think makes MCM different among the con circuit? Hmm, good question. I think. Um, well, like <laughs> Your Christian, I question. It's 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 a lot more anime focused than New York Comic Con was. So in New York, I would say the majority of cosplay I saw was very Marvel or DC. This it was a lot of things I had no like really cool costumes, but you know you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a guy with aqua green hair styled like an anime character in a suit that i don't recognize but like you know all really cool cool looks so there's a lot of that it's so i'd say it's less kind of superhero focused um and then and then generally like you know the layout let's say is very much like new york comic-con um i could say like my only other one is like montreal comic-con which Mm -hmm. is not great yeah my my experience is uh armageddon comic-con in new zealand uh and that is very very small i mean a lot of people travel a lot longer to get there so it means we get less of all of the content that uh people in new york san diego and london uh, yeah Yeah. Uh, so for me mcm was a huge huge shift and really eye-opening for me to see a place where everyone is so welcoming of each other's nerddom yeah Uh, yeah there's i didn't see any negativity really uh, about about the con at all um, this time around, which was very very lovely. I've also gone to things like musical con, uh, which I did last weekend, and that's hence this yes. color dream code in the background that I have that has Cable's uh, vest harness on top. Oh my god! Uh, someone commented on the photo we posted of you guys, and they said, "Look at Cable's X nipples." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're burning red. <laughs> well. MCM looks really, really fun. I'm sorry I couldn't make it back in May, but mm-hmm. I now I couldn't conceptualize. I was like, oh, I guess they're just doing it because COVID shifted so many calendars around. I couldn't conceptualize that this con happens twice a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the October one is truly the one to go to because it seems like that's where they're putting in some of the the eggs in the basket mm-hmm. for. Because if Hasbro's there and they're doing a panel, especially at the center stage, they're doing reveals and you guys saying that it was more anime focused that was a lot like how new york comic-con was back in the early days so their plan could be a long-term plan that they want to build mcm as like the comic-con to go to that's new york and san diego except now this one's in london and they're sort of building their repertoire of guests and and culture there so it looked a lot of fun there are other cons that are building in the UK. So MCM also does a Comic-Con in Birmingham, uh, but there's Megacon. There is uh, another one that's coming along soon as well. So yeah, Megacon's in January, and that seems to have really great guests uh, booked in at the moment. There's London Film and TV Con, I think, as okay. well. Uh, so that also gets a lot of the big uh, film guests as well. So it is all quite split out uh, to have all in one in, in London. So yeah. I think there are a lot more avenues for people to go say anime. That's the one for MCM. Yeah. And so this is the one to go to, though, if like I'm a comic book fan, I'm living in London. I want to have that kind of quintessential con experience. MCM is the one to go to. Yeah. Twice a year, apparently. Twice Twice a year. year. And and you say October. I like to be honest. If you're traveling, I would say go to the May one because London's a lot nicer in May than it is. (laughs) Considering that they're they're very similar, like you know, like 
okay, this one might have had the Hasbro booth. Um, That's a huge this, draw for a lot of people. Yeah, man. it is. But when mm-hmm. if you like, if you're flying from America or Canada or anywhere across the world, like the ten minutes you spend at the Hasbro booth be versus being in London during the spring, which is a lot nicer than being in the fall. I would Agreed. say prioritize going to the spring. Okay. Yes. You would you would you would suggest a spring. Yeah. Okay. I would do, yeah. The photos outside for at least all the cosplay, there were so many blue skies, so many more cosplayers outside because it was less likely to rain. Um yeah, yeah, definitely. But there's there's some really good caught co- like when we went outside. So once we kind of meandered around the floor, and we to be honest, we didn't really do like we went to the Bandai booth. We went to the Hasbro booth. We went to the Star Wars stuff. There was a giant T-Rex for Jurassic Park that we went to go see. Um, and at that point, we were like, let's just go outside and like grab photos and just like meet people. Um, and there were so many good co- cosplays, though. Like there was, um, if anybody's a fan of League of Legends, which is a game that I massively obsessively play, there was a massive League of Legends meetup that was fantastic. Um, so I got some cool pictures with some of those guys. There was a Disney princess meetup. Uh, at with- the front door, really? A Disney, yeah. like... I would have loved to have seen. I've no, I don't think I've seen a Disney princess meetup. Yeah, there was. I it may have just been. Yeah, it was all Disney princesses. There were just a lot of Cinderellas, uh, except for Ariel. Ariel was show stopping. Uh, uh, so Ariel was probably like the six foot four guy, huge beard, and then like with the Ariel wig and like like it was the just so seashells. Funny. Yeah. Oh god, I would have loved to have seen that. It Ariel is so my good. favorite Disney princess. So I would love to have seen that. Really? Yeah, Ariel. you didn't know. Ariel's my favorite Disney princess. I love the Little Mermaid. I love the. I love. Oh, that's a hot scoop. <laughs> uh, that's a hot scoop right there. Right? Oh, shockingly, I love a redhead, a feisty redhead. But I, I love the original tale. I love the animated movie. I love the live action movie. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the story of the Little Mermaid in general. Well, you can cosplay her and join the princess meetup. <laughs> okay, wait, but tell me about your the the X Men meetup you guys organized. Uh, yeah, so we organized a X Men meetup, which is the first one that I've seen happen at uh, MCM, and I got a, re- a lot of really great feedback from uh, a lot of the cosplayers that did turn up. It was bigger than I expected, still small, uh, but we got a, a pretty great turnout considering it was pouring with rain minutes before we were meant to yeah. start. Um, we had a storm, we had a couple of Emma Frosts, uh, we had a, a group that all did Hellfire Gala looks. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we had an Iceman, a Sunfire, a Rogue, a Bishop, a, um, there's only four of the six, I know there were two more. I, I sent- <laughs> keep, keep talking, I'm gonna look in the photos to see who it was. <laughs> well, no, be, it, 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 I sent the Rogue- Sorry. I, I sent the Rogue to Lenore Zan, the voice of Rogue from X-Men and X-Men 97. And I had been talking to her earlier in the day and she was talking about wanting to do, I hope I'm not spoiling something for her, but she wants to do like a Rogue inspired gala look. And I was like, you have to look at this one from MCM. And she was wild about that cosplayer. So oh shout God. out to that cosplayer. Yeah, if you, if you can screenshot that, I can send that to Lisa.art. I think her name is. She'll she'll die. Oh well, we'll do that. Yes, absolutely. We'll tag her, tag her in a post. Yeah. The other two were Psylocke and uh, Magic. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did see. Yeah, I did yeah. see those. I did Magic, see those. like the sword was so good. Oh, like, I know. It was you know the size of a person. It was just really really cool. 
Yeah. And we got uh, six or seven Wolverines. Always a popular choice, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, lots of them in the Deadpool three outfit. Uh, a lot of people got to got talking about how excited they are for Deadpool three, um, and I think as X Men fans, we're all excited for Deadpool three just to see some of our faves back again uh, one more time, or is it two more times with Secret Wars coming? I think two more times with Secret Wars. Uh, the rumor mill is that anyone who's being signed on for Deadpool three will have an option for Secret Wars. So you know, all those contracts are negotiated mm-hmm. individually but i think holly james and famka i think is a surefire bet they'll be in deadpool 3 and we will see them continued in in secret wars uh how how crazy is the reveal about uh, halle berry and the x-men 3 script how she was oh uh, we have talked about that that is nasty um, and furthermore because at the time People thought Holly Berry was just being a big old diva. She wants more screen. And actually, she just wanted Storm to be closer to the comics. And the studio was being greedy because they just wanted her name. And they were just giving her a fluffy script. It's infuriating. We've covered that on the podcast, Familia. So go check out that episode because I was at JFK at like 5 in the morning ranting about that. It's It boils my blood. Because Holly Berry really, truly cared about the character. And Holly Berry always played nice. She always returned for Storm. She even came in Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. And I and I talked about this in the episode. Brian Singer was in the audience when we were watching Days of Future Past. And when Storm died, everyone started applauding. And I was like, wow. I remember thinking like, oh man, the director's seeing that this is how much they hate the actor's interpretation of the character. And actually, Holly Berry was probably one of the first to sign up who was adamant, who just wanted Storm to be respected. And and it's just like, she was kind of like, I remember when Jennifer Lawrence started saying that she didn't want to be blue for X-Men Apocalypse and stuff like that. We were like, oh, it's another Holly Berry, another Holly Berry situation. Where the actor thinks they're too good for the franchise, but in Holly Berry's case, not not at all. She was trying to play... You know, she was trying to play game with everyone and they were being duplicitous to her. So, I mean, as a result, we do get the meme of uh, Halle Berry Storm saying, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to cure. <laughs> and then, and then cut to the side where you've got mutants like Beak, Nightmare, <laughs> all the strange looking ones. <laughs> there was... There was this twisted Toy Fair. I don't know if you guys read Toy Fair magazine back in the day, but they used to do like they used to get the action figures and do like a parody comic. And one of them was um, Kitty touring the mansion and her parents being like, wow, all the mutants here are so good looking. And it could have been Storm or someone or Xavier who said, of course, if you're a mutant and you're an outcast, it means you're absolutely beautiful. And so... (laughs) Like, it is are always attractive. Yeah, hot, like you look at like Emma Frost, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus, even Gavin, Nightcrawler. Like, even Nightcrawler. Yeah, people have yeah. such Shocking. a boner for Nightcrawler. It's hysterical. Um, can we also loop back to something that I've been wondering? When you record at an airport day spring, can yeah. you paint the picture? Are you like sitting in a corner of like? You know, in the lounge, <laughs> are you at the gate, like sitting by the window secretly, like whispering into your audio? No, I'm I'm so loud. And actually, what you probably don't see is when I cut, uh, when someone comes behind me and they start talking, I literally just get up. I look at them really angrily and I move my equipment somewhere else. How <laughs> I, fun would it be, right? If you're, a, you're yeah. just a passenger and you just pass somebody going... And I swear that Nate Gray with Madeline Pryor is not <laughs> incest. So help me God, she's a clone. He's a uh, made from DNA. 
It's just if I don't record it, here's the thing that happens, and this is what happened with our episode with you, Chris. So familia again, we had an episode with Chris and it got corrupted. If I don't record that the lost episodes. The lost episode right there. Yeah. One day in the future we'll figure out how to like save these files. But if I don't record then and there and drop it, the the episode A won't get done because another news item will come up, or B it'll sit in my in, in in our folder and then something will happen. Either I'll lose my laptop or I'll get a cyber attack <laughs> and, and the files yeah. will be corrupted. Because you I, know what? He's, he's still sitting on uh, episode two of uh, X-Men Dungeon Dragons. That oh, was recorded well, almost a year ago now. So That is part of the files that have been have been slain, sadly. And mm. that podcast you did with Chris Evans exonerating you. I Thank you. Oh. You're absolutely right. That that episode with Chris Evans, I had it. Grr. So, no, man, I would have emailed that to myself. I would have put that on the cloud. That would have been fine. But okay, wait. Let's let's wrap up MCM. So you would rec- recommend MCM. It's a good time. It's not New York or San Diego. Sure, fine. But very few co- cons are. But this was a great experience if you're in London. Absolutely, a great experience with great people. Everyone's got something that they're super passionate about, and that's the thing I really loved the most and got the most out of speaking to well, yeah, other X Men fans who are so passionate about what's coming up. Uh, and they just want to see more, and that's what we all want to see. That's why we're here now. We just want to see more X-Men, talk more X-Men, be more X-Men in all of our cosplays. Not Aryan Land. That's official yeah, co-host of Power of X-Men. Well, uh, yeah, I <laughs> what would is say, your yeah. official... Re- this, this is going to be the soundbite for the MCM people to grant us a press pass for the Oh, right, okay. Um, so... so if it's the official soundbite, it is fantastic. It's amazing. Get a weekend pass. <laughs> Uh, book at an affiliate hotel so that it can get some affiliate money from that. Uh, you know, buy from all the boots. Get some MCM bucks that are only redeemable at the MCM food truck. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, no, right. it's a good time. It's a it's a good time. So if you're mm-hmm. if you are planning to visit London or you are in London, you know, definitely make it uh, you know coordinated trip to to coincide with one of them. All right. Well, Familia, go MCM, May and October. Hopefully we'll make it out there eventually. I mean, you've sold me on the May one. I would have gone to the May mm-hmm. one, but we were doing construction yeah. at our place. But we're 100% going to be there in the future. Well, I think when we were in New York, Hammy, Scott and I, when we were out yeah. having had a few drinks, I'm pretty sure there were like, you know, in the moment of uh, having had a few cocktails in New York, like, yeah, we're going to fly to MCM in London. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Whether it happens or not, I ho- I'd, I'm not going to hold my breath, but hey. Well, I'd hope so, because then we'd have, you know, three generations of cosplay uh, growth there. So my first cosplay was an Iceman cosplay that I modeled after Michael Hamm's cosplay. Oh, shit. He's a hammy stand. Yeah, that's yeah. where I learned it. That's where I got it. Because I thought and he then, that. I can look hard on that. <laughs> yeah. And then my Cyclops was based off of Chris's Cyclops that he did at MCM where I saw a year before. So that actually makes Hammy my cosplay granddad. <laughs> well, he does that look like bitch, a grandfather. Yeah. That he, he does look a little haggard, doesn't he? Just joking. He's beautiful. Maybe we'll need to do a, uh, a Corsair Cyclops and Cable trio. Yeah. So, so he would be Corsair. Well, yeah. I mean, Jason Nerd Alert, Jason already does a fabulous Corsair. Yeah. So maybe we yeah. bring in him. I, I, yeah, I mean, 
I, I think Hammy could pull off Corsair too. It's just Hammy looks very young. Exactly. Though. Yeah. I mean, that bitch is like 80 years old, but like she looks so young because she's a vampire and she steals youth from everyone we can, else. We can swap around roles. You know, <laughs> I yeah. need to do something new anyway. Uh, you I mean, actually would probably be able to pull off a good Corsair because you have that palette. I mean, you look very young yourself, but you have the beard and you have the brunette hair. Yeah, I, I probably can could in my mustache a little bit. It's a bit too ginger and blonde, so it doesn't actually look like much most of the time. I'm too young. I can't grow facial hair. I mean, same. I can't grow. I, I'm middle-aged and I can't grow facial hair. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Womp womp. It's all the Botox. Botox does not let for facial hair to grow up. Well, it's all Botox the filler Botox. The follicles. Okay, well, yeah. MCM, it was fabulous. It was great. And is there anything else you want to say, Sean? No, I was going to say, let's get into learning more about Chris. Because there, you know, I will say anytime we're in a photo together, Chris... I get so many DMs interested in your cosplay, you, um, you know. The, the <laughs> They're internet. interested in his cosplay. Yeah, the, the internet is cosplay definitely is, behind Christopher It's the cosplay. yellow underwear I wear in the cosplay. <laughs> it's all padding. That's an exclusive. That's an exclusive. Um, oh. <laughs> and watch as his follower count drops overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I do have to ask, because that particular cosplay that you have for Cable, I, I love it so much because it is a Marvel versus Capcom suit. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's originated in the comics, so Familia, don't come after me, but it is among stands, we are always going to think of Marvel versus Capcom. Were you, is that what inspired it, or did you yeah. just happen to really love the comic? It was... Uh... Partly, I loved that costume and I loved the Marvel Capcom game, um, but also out of laziness because I had done Cyclops before and I knew I needed something where I could reuse that blue uh, undersuit again just to get the most out of my money. Even though I probably would have worn Cyclops quite a few more times and gotten my money's worth of that. Um, so I hacked, I, I created this foam uh, harness belt for Cyclops originally. And uh, when I decided to do cable, I was then able to hack this up and Marge Simpson my way into making it a two-strapped. Okay, bitch, don't think I don't know that reference. Marge with the Chanel suit. I love that so much. We always make Simpson references here on the the podcast. Yeah, it's it's perfect. So instead of looking like uh, Lisa dressing up as Florida, I can... (laughs) like oh poor homer like (laughs) i mean she's not wrong (laughs) with florida but and like her holding like the orange in her mouth that was hysterical oh do you want to hear like a really fun tidbit we're we're still oh man we lost this interview because it's part of what was corrupted but we have an interview with lauren spain who's the voice of cable and not only did he return for marvel versus capcom but he also was the announcer for Marvel versus Capcom. So you know when the announcer is like, "I thought I almost had a heart attack." Oh my that god! Was, that's the voice of Cable who does it as well, oh. Lawrence Spain, who occasionally listens to the podcast. So if he's listening, shout out to you, Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. <laughs> I go ahead up with your character. character. Yeah, <laughs> but so what? I have so many questions swirling in my head right now, but I, I want to know what brought you to cosplaying. Can you can you walk us through your fandom? Probably where did you start off learning about the X-Men and when you decided I want to cosplay? So I've yeah, I've always been a huge X-Men fan, stemming from the original animated series, X-Men Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, and also the video games X-Men Legends 1 and 2. I played to death uh in my teen years. 
Um, I then got a uh, X-Men coffee table book that had a compendium of every single character that had yeah. been mentioned up until probably about 2006, 2005. Yeah. Uh, and I would just pour over that every day, learning all of the facts about these new characters. I was actually quite late getting into the comics. And uh, as every good X-Men fan, my first comic was probably like issue 17 of The End, so where yeah. I didn't understand anything that was going on, <laughs> but I knew I loved it. And that's how every X-Men fan should yeah. start. Oh Not with a comprehension God. story. Chris, you are like our X-Men comic soulmate. I've always argued this because editorial is so obsessed, like Marvel editorial is always so obsessed with starting on points for new yeah. readers. It's like, no, if you're a diehard fan, if you're going to grow up to be these crazy obsessed fans, you're just going to pick up an issue and you're going to love it. And it doesn't matter where the story's at. I, had so, no I agree. And also, editor, no idea what was happening, but girl, I was living. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, you just Wikipedia to catch I up. I agree. So like, don't I, worry about starter points because we have the internet. Yes, and, and by the way, but that's what I agree with you. You have Wikipedia, and your natural curiosity will take you to those. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this whole, like, start and stop that they do with editorial, you know, relaunching the book, starting at number one again, it works for, like, two issues, and that's it. And I don't think sales at this point are so big that you can justify doing that over and over again. No. But, okay, so so that's – you picked up a random issue. I wanted to pull on two threads. One – um, the the companion book you're talking about was it the DK ones that like Wolverine's on the cover and it's super yes. huge. I love yeah. those. I I too had those in the early aughts. And I, next time I go amazing. back to New Zealand, I'm gonna bring it back in my luggage. It was just too heavy last time I came over. <laughs> it, it's not even worth it. Let me tell you something. I think they're five ninety nine on Amazon. Just oh, Amazon. It for like five, I know because they're irrelevant. <laughs> Because everything gets updated so quickly now with Wikipedia. But secondly, we love X-Men Legends here. We've interviewed the directors for X-Men Legend 1, 2, and um, Ultimate Alliance. Those games are next level. Insane. The story in them, where they tie together so many of the storylines, is awesome. And, and it's just like, why can't the movies just do three chapters of that per movie? <laughs> Do you know the third one was supposed to be Onslaught? I'm so upset about that. I mean, Onslaught's our favorite. Well, my favorite. I'm not going to speak for Sean. <laughs> my favorite ex-villain. And I would have loved for them to have done to have so, done Onslaught. What I loved is that they just did so much in each game, but not too much. Like, the first game is just up to Asteroid M. And then they didn't bring Apocalypse into the first one. They gave you that cutscene at the end to tease the second game, and then you got Apocalypse. And it, oh. yeah, can we, story can we talk the real X Men game is X Men on Sega Genesis, or for oh. those of you in Europe, Mega Drive. Yeah. Uh, those are the real X Men games. And then you do the code, so you have infinite mutant power, and you can just take Nightcrawler and teleport across the map over and over and over. Okay. Um, first of all, Sean, you weren't even born when that game came out. A and B, I used to throw myself off like the stage because you know who picks you up when you fall off the stage. It's Jean Grey who telekinetically yep. lifts you up. And I used to throw myself over. I never really truly finished the game until I was an adult playing it on like a simulator. That and the I mean the arcade game is mm. a classic. And you know what? Okay, so I mean, you can't see it, but over there in the corner of my room, uh, my husband and I were like, oh, should we get a big arcade um, kind of system? There's these things that you can buy and it comes with like a thousand games on it. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a retro arcade thing. And, and the X-Men game was one of them. And I was like, ooh, that could kind of be cool. But oh, I feel it's going to look a little 
I don't know. Not I, Bachelor Decor, so I, this, I opted out of it. This is going to be really contentious. I'm not the biggest X-Men arcade stan. <gasps> I know, but I, I much prefer they have a Marvel versus Capcom one. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones I prefer. I, it's not that I don't like the, the X-Men arcade game. It's just you know, there, there's some other ones. There's Captain America and the Avengers that you can play as Namor and Hawkeye, and I, 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 I tend to enjoy that one a little bit more. I don't know. It's a that, shame we didn't get to play take. in uh, in New York when we went to the game bar. Oh no, bar because... we did play. We did play. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wonder I what happened. Play. Where was someone? Someone was MIA. One too many martinis, and I went home. Eugene Gray fainted. My Gene Gray fainted. fainted very much. So that yeah. was one crazy afternoon at Soho House. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Said no one ever. But anyways, yeah. okay. So video games, comics, and that's sort of where your fandom started. You know, yeah. festering. I, I'm going to say it actually probably started with Pokemon, and now that's an interesting thread. So with Pokemon, something about it. I just got obsessed with as a child and because there was so many different pokemon with so many different powers different abilities i think the natural progression for me was then to step into x-men where there were all of these different characters who had all of these different abilities and all of these different powers and so i sort of drew a parallel between the two and shifted my fandom from one to the other all right chris dayspring if you had three pokemon who would be your three pokemon okay I, i i have three yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I have three. All right, you go first, Chris, because you're 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 the guest. Yeah, uh, Blastoise. Okay. Because you, you, I need to be able to swim. Need to be able to surf, and he's much more powerful than Lapras. Uh, Steelix, the second gen Onyx, uh, just because I think he looks so so cool, even though he's ridiculously depowered. If you've got the right Pokemon against him, and finally, I have to go with the classic Pidgeot. Okay. Pidgeot. Pidgeot. <laughs> From left field. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Because I want to be able to fly and I know that I could ride it. Cool. Bueno, ya tu sabes. Yeah, ya tu sabes, <laughs> indeed. Dayspring, um, what about you? I would do Gengar, Clefairy, and Pikachu. Those would, those would be Gengar like... and Clefairy, not Clefable. Clefairy. Not Clefable, Clefairy. Not Clefable, Clefairy. Gengar. Is that because when Clefable dies, it becomes Gengar? Oh, does it? Is that the rumor? I don't know the myth too much on there. I oh. didn't know, really. Is there's, that... there's mythos. So the design I of love... the two is very, very similar. Oh, I love that. Conjecture as to uh, Gengar being the dark twin of Clefable. Ooh. Oh, I love that. No, I just Pokemon naturally... lore. Yeah. I love that. You got to hear from me, Leon Power of X-Men. Um, and you know what? Maybe I'd swap one of them out for Mew. I, I do like Mew Ooh. quite a bit. I do like a good it's too overpowered character. though you can't have a legendary and you yeah. no legendary okay fine yeah. so then i stick to those three clefairy mew and gengar what about you Sean? i would do um kadabra okay not oh, i do love Zab. kadabra i, I, I don't do like love kadabra he, yeah i like the second evolution yeah I'd i don't have... like it when he has his spoons and his beard yeah. so yeah. when he's kadabra, daddy i'd have uh machamp and i'd have uh don't give me that look christopher uh matchup <laughs> And I think Scyther is my third one. Oh, that's Scyther. nice. Great. Yeah, yeah. I I like psychic Pokemon. So I I would have yeah. I, I I would revise for Abra. I mean, um, as a kid watching the show, Sabrina was the best gym leader. Oh, oh I love so Sabrina. Hot. She yeah. was so cool. Oh my god, yeah. 
We're going to veer off now, but I, I was obsessed with Brock. I had the biggest crush on Brock when I was like 12. Lieutenant Surge. <laughs> uh, also, big shout out to Arc9. Yeah? Big, big fire dog. Yeah, it'd be nice. Well, stay tuned for more of our Pokemon chat on our spinoff show, Power of Pokemon. <laughs> Pop, Power of Pokemon. Okay. All right, so so Pokemon, obviously, that and that makes sense. And by the way, we've talked about Pokemon in the context of X-Men because X-Men Evolution actually surpassed Pokemon in ratings. And that's because we, we had Stephen Gordon on the podcast, who is one of the uh, showrunners for X-Men Evolution. He theorizes because we were they were able to capture the girls' market where Pokemon was predominantly, at the time, a male audience. I'm, I'm loving all of those clips coming up of the mirrored animations next to the live action influence, like uh, Kitty and Rogue dancing oh, yeah. being Buffy and Faith uh, at the bronze, or um, Scarlet Witch being Feruza Bulk. I forget how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. craft, there's like there's yeah. that influence, and there's certain scenes that are exactly yeah. the same. It's uh, 100%. So they were fans of. That's how they yeah. were able to, you know put those nods there they were fans of buffy they were fans of the craft and they they really did take time to think of those characters and how they would you know be in real life and at the time those were obviously teen genre um okay so who is your favorite x character then my favorite x character that i instantly connected with was always Iceman, and that was before he was gay um which i think is fantastic move makes a lot of sense uh and it's always been there for the character the the, oh, yeah. the subtext has yeah. always been there and the, there's the queer coding in the second x film as well which was again before the character had come out where the mother's like have you tried not being a mutant oh. yeah um oh mama mama oh. <laughs> uh yeah i always ice man and that was why that was the first one i wanted to cosplay um, because I love that character so much. Always loved the idea of having ice powers myself. Um, anytime I e eat an ice cube and uh, breathe out mist <laughs> out of my mouth, that's exactly what I think. Like, I'm Ice Man. I I I was obsessed with the scene where Rogue and him are kissing, and Anna Paquin goes, "Yeah, like that." I used to do that when I was kissing boys at that age. <laughs> Like the biggest, because I thought that's what you did. But no, I think Iceman is a character. You know, it's funny. I was listening to someone who I really like, and and they're very progressive. And they were like, oh, but Iceman. Iceman's not that popular anymore. And I was like, are you? He's, I, he's more he, popular? He's more popular now than he was even back then. I think, I think the X-Men probably in the comics right now aren't as mainstream as they were in the 90s, but the Iceman character, the IP amongst fans right now, it's extremely popular and he has his own solo book. And I think, you know, him always sort of being in the background and having his humor masking something larger that he's dealing with, you know, may have made him a little bit more intriguing. But I think now that he's out and proud and front and center, it's great. Yeah. Um, Who's your least favorite character? Chris? There's only one answer. Let's see if you've done the research. You yeah, let's on see. This podcast, if you come on this podcast, you need to do your research for this answer. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, Beast. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, he, said, he, he, he knew a lot about the X-Men Evolution interview on the X-Men Legends. So you've done your research a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but and you're I hanging around with this guy, so you know. <laughs> I would also say Marrow. Marrow is a uh, least favorite. Really? Only wow. because of Wolverine and the X-Men. She uh, she's in the Days of Future Past 
storyline yeah she is and uh she has this connection with the sentinel which is lovely but she gets the team into so much trouble yeah <laughs> all the time and, she doesn't listen and that connection with the sentinel is actually a homage to tom skylark in here comes tomorrow where he had rover um and that's one of my favorite x-men stories i mean bravo chris and here i thought you were just going to be a pretty face and you actually you know your deep cuts right there no, I, like, I like i like my x-men i did like playing as marrow in x-men legends 2 or is, is it one that she's in um she wasn't in no she wasn't in either but you're probably oh. thinking of her in marvel versus i mean she was she wasn't playable in, in in them but she was playable in marvel versus capcom I, I remember throwing the bones. Let's see. Oh, you're probably... Hang on. You're probably... Th- no, she, she was is definitely, definitely in one of the fighting games. Because I can remember she throws it like a boomerang, doesn't she? Yeah, she's, yeah. In, she, yeah, she's in Marvel vs. Capcom. But she's not in the Legend. Wait, did you see? Uh, did you say X-Men Legends or Marvel vs. Capcom? X-Men Legends. She's not in X-Men Legends. She's, she's a boss in X-Men Legends. Yeah, she's a boss, but she's not playable. She's playable in, in the Marvel vs. Capcom. And that's what you're probably thinking of with her, like, doing that. Yeah. So, Chris, speaking of cosplay, which is what you're quite known for, so you started with Iceman, yes. which you haven't seen, actually, since you debuted it ages ago. You then transitioned to Cyclops, which pretty much put you on the map and, and got you a lot of notoriety for that one. I mean, I stole it. A number of people have messaged me to steal it. So uh, anybody who's wearing a good Cyclops cosplay, you have Chris to thank for it. Um, I got uh, Well, I got a lot of inspiration from uh, this chris jones geek who is a uk nerd and he used the blue bodysuit and that's where i was like i can do this i can take the blue bodysuit and then i made the harness and foam belt myself the visor myself uh and that i think added a little bit of extra uh flair yeah a little bit of jewish so it's not all entirely my idea because i mean i think there's been so many of them now uh but i was lucky enough that when i debuted it in may comic-con 2022 um i got a little article written about me by screen rant ever heard of it i don't know oh yeah of course (laughs) that's huge man yeah it was it was a big surprise and it was shared to me by someone i'd run into the con who had also cosplayed as cyclops and he didn't get written about oh it happens screen rant doesn't seem to have any agenda other than they you know they see something that's really great and awesome and they write about it so it's not for those who don't make it in it's not testament to anything uh but i was i was super flattered uh and yeah it seemed to come out of nowhere and then all of a sudden i got a flurry of followers to my uh regular human person account uh so it wasn't until actually this year when i decided to create a specific cosplay instagram account and try and port some followers over that way um not that i hate having cosplay posts on my everyday feed all the time but it's like i'd like to have things organized i'm the kind of person that has a spreadsheet for every cosplay character i have where i've gotten every piece of the outfit and how much i paid for it um so you you sound oh, like no, a one demand martini because when i messaged chris to get to ask advice on how to make it the, the, the cyclops cosplay I mean, he literally sent a spreadsheet with links to everything you need to buy, instructions. I was like, wow, this is the most useful answer I think I could have wished for. So, Look, I have a bad habit of destroying my cosplays, so I need to know how to make them again. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, so- Ice, Iceman I don't have anymore because, uh, yeah, the... 
the jacket was ruined by the end of the day. So I thought, this is horrible. I'm getting rid of it. And then because I had painted the trousers in the same way to match the top, I then decided to ditch the trousers as well. Um, so we won't I'm, be seeing Iceman anytime soon then is what you're saying. No, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I think he's due for a reappearance. Uh, there are a few X-Men I have in my, uh, uh, in my little... So this, is, this, was, this is the long-winded version of my question because we never actually got to the point of my question, which was, what is next on your list, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Well, Tell I, us. So I've got Megacon coming up in January. So I, it's either, I either reuse cable again, but I don't know if my hair can take that much white hairspray and regular hairspray and silver wax in it all in one go. It just... I mean, you have beautiful hair. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin your beautiful hair. At the moment, yes. Thank you. Uh, so there's that. Uh, so either him again or I do... Iceman again, which uh, old fashioned nerd do, did recently, and he gave me some advice. The one piece suit, instead of doing the film black leather version, which I did before, based on Hammy's wonderful one. Um, thinking about doing a Havoc to keep the summer's trend going along. Yeah. Doing, uh, Goblin Prince, right? Start. The Goblin Prince Havoc? Yeah. Oh my God. You need to. Wait, has anyone ever done the Goblin Prince oh, Havoc there cosplay? There has to have been someone. Yeah. No, there really isn't. I'm, I'm googling it right now. There's not. I'm not seeing any. Oh, I'm seeing one. Oh no. Oh, oh. This is a Paul Walker. Someone photoshopped Paul Walker. <laughs> Goblin Prince. R.I.P. 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 Like, sorry, sorry, Paul Walker. Goes to Paul Walker. You should totally do. I have not seen a Goblin Prince, at least properly done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or, it's probably not super appropriate to do at a convention with like exactly. tons Children. of kids running around. Yeah, yeah, it, it can get a little. Uh, there's there's that mean, line of too sexy and yeah, yeah. and family friendly, you know. Yeah. Uh, so additionally, then there's the '90s Havoc look with the uh, the leather jacket. Um, from, oh, I love that one. That would you have that. the hair to do that one. I, I would love to do that one. Uh, I've got a Wolverine in the pipeline. Sean's been okay, advising yeah. me on how to do a uh, animated series, original Wolverine uh, with the blue boots. Because uh, everyone is doing the Deadpool 3 Wolverine at the moment. So it's nice to do something different. But my biggest dream, and it's a project that it's going to take all of my time and all of my willpower to actually achieve, is to do a Sentinel. Obviously, I've seen some of the big Sentinel builds, like the Brothers Yi uh, and uh, Hummin too. Yeah. recently has incredible. Oh, I love Hummin! Like but, everything he, I, 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 I've pronounced it Hum in my head, so I don't know how what the appropriate human human. It could be something like that, but he does insane builds. So incredibly talented. Same with Heroes for Hire cosplay. I mean, oh, every yeah. time, every time His they game. pop up on my feet. Oh. I mean, it, they're very different cables that you guys do, but yeah. he, he pours a lot into it, much like you guys do as well. And it's just, it's always such a pleasure to see. I, I feel like cable cosplayers just get it, you mm -hmm. know? Like, you mm -hmm. guys understand. Like, if you're going to do cable, you're into it. Like, you're really into the cosplay, and you guys nail it. Yeah. I'd like to upskill my makeup uh, skills a lot more. Um, so doing something like uh, Nightcrawler would be a great challenge. Yeah, different shades of blue, right? Because you want to do some contouring. As yeah, well. yeah. Nightcrawler looks like looks like it's a challenge. Mm. And um, it's a hard one because didn't you say like, wasn't it? 
um, Namor cosplay that at WonderCon did. Oh he did like God. a fantastic Colossus, but it was all body paint, wasn't it? I, I mean, yeah, it, to, it's to, tough. To, I just had like at Halloween last year, I had a makeup artist do my face for Captain Planet, and Captain just the face Planet. took. Yeah, hero gonna take pollution down to zero. Copyright, can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> and then now before, yeah, um, I mean, just getting the face done took like an hour and a half. Yeah. So I cannot imagine an entire body like to that caliber, right? Because everything was like you know the muscles were shaded, yeah. Yeah. like everything was really well done. That's my issue with makeup is like if you know even just the face you got to. I, mean, I, I did the scar for cable, and my hand was just like. It, it, yeah. it, it's tough yeah I, I i shared with namor cosplay at wondercon last year and he was up at six in the morning for i want to say it, i don't know if it was colossus he was up it was either colossus or oh my god ronin, what, uh, ronin there we go <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. who was it nimrod it's ronin ronin, ronin. yeah he he was in that makeup chair for a long time time and I, clearly i hate being woken up and <laughs> my patience is like zero and i like come out i'm like looking at him um it's it's a commitment it is a commitment but i'm sure you, you're gonna do colossus you're be fine i'd love to do colossus but i can't i i'm not tall enough for it to be as impressive as it could be i think you just get the high heel boots Get those high heel boots. You could be sassy Colossus. You can be <laughs> musical theater Colossus. <laughs> Colossus isn't, and it's color, color, uh, Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yes, that would be incredible. Okay, wait. What is your favorite X Men storyline? Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Ecstatics comic. Oh my God. Yes. Uh... So much. It's so dark, yet so light and dupe. Dupe. And and that's Peter Milligan at his peak. And I feel like Milligan, unfortunately, when he would write the the main X books, just couldn't nail what he nailed with ecstatic. And it was I, so good. Because it was to me, it was an all-new team. There there were very little references to the X-Men team that yeah. I knew and loved uh from all of the mainstream. And so that was really nice just to get some that hadn't been featured as much. Um yeah, no, I, I loved it, and the whole uh, there's a whole reality TV angle to it. Um, and don't forget Diana Spencer, who was originally supposed to be based off of Princess Diana, and they're like, "Whoops, we're gonna have to change this." So oh, really? Her, yeah, they were gonna do a character that was Princess Diana, and they were like, "Whoops, wait, maybe this isn't the best idea." I forgot what it was. I I want to say it was a copyright issue, but that doesn't make any sense because she would be a public figure. So maybe it was a legal issue in general, but um, they changed it to um, a character with black hair and her name is Diana Spencer. No. Yeah. Well, Probably that, for the best. <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, man, Peter, Peter David, like, or, excuse me, Peter Milligan, just what an incredible writer. I mean, truly ecstatic. That is, that is a deep cut. I wasn't expecting you to say that. That no. is, no, I mean, no, but no, no one ever talks about ecstatic. I, I think Scott has talked about ecstatic and the it's probably the the comic runner that i have actually read the entirety of wow because i i had the big fat book the big red hardcover book that had every copy in it and that's how i like to read my comics i like to have the whole story 
Um, oh really? Yeah, I don't. I don't like reading them issue by issue. I because I, I love I, issue by issue. Oh, I'm I'm issue by issue. I hate trade yeah, paperback. Issue by issue. It's too. I, I want to know what's happening too much, too quickly. Oh, I love that. I was going to say, are you the type then that on Netflix you wait for a show to be fully released and then you yes. watch it back to back or do you watch it? Yes. Okay. Like the, the traces recently coming out. I wait for all of that to come out and watch it all. So are you not watching Loki then? I am watching Loki. That I will do week after week because part of that is the mystery surrounding it and then the online community chatter about what's coming next. That's what I love so much about WandaVision. Oh, uh, WandaVision was, was great. Still, like lockdown as well, so everyone was really focused on it. And I think I'll I- never forget, I went to go see our interior designer at Timothy Olton in Paramus, New Jersey, and this is like at the height of lockdown. And WandaVision had just aired the first two episodes, and we walked in, and there are these like New Yorkers there uh, just wanting to get out of their apartments and everyone was talking about WandaVision. And I was like, that is the power of Marvel right now. Or Elizabeth Olsen, because Elizabeth yeah, Olsen both. deserves all the fucking credit in the world for delivering such a wonderful performance. Um, and Catherine Hahn. I, and, what? Yeah. And Catherine Hahn. Oh, oh yeah, Catherine Hahn. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw Catherine Hahn at Bodega in LA and I went crazy. And I went up to her. I was like, I love you so much. Do you, you have a picture? I do. I do have a picture. No one questioned yeah. it. Is it blurry? Oh, it, it is. Was it Ben Affleck? As clear as it was. It Ben Affleck. Um, yes, it was Ben Affleck. I got mistaken. Wait, let me see if I can find the photo here. It would have been May twenty twenty one, but um, she was incredible. They were both so incredible. And what a what a Marvel wonderful TV show. hasn't been better than that. Yeah, so, I agree. I we were supposed. Sean and I were supposed to watch. Um, <laughs> Loki episode two, two, but we were we just didn't, and then I started watching it, and when they got to the McDonald's scene at the end, I just like hit pause and went to bed, and I have not come back to it. Have you not watched episode three or? I have not. I'm not caught up. I'm not caught up today, but I still have no idea what is happening. But I like. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday. Uh, Chris's husband and I were like saying, like we're enjoying it. I have no clue of what's going on, but. Um, so, Jason, why don't you catch up, and the three of us can do a review of the first four episodes. I will hundred well, percent do that do, and do the final. Oh yeah, yeah. Is Absolutely. it? Wait, how many episodes is it? Six, I think, is ten. Which is so silly. These series need to be longer than six episodes. Yeah. I mean, although right there, I, bitches, I, I, I could. We don't see it. Oh. Is it's it a face mask? You can't tell. You can't. <laughs> Do you have blonde hair in that video? I did. Photo? I was oh. going through a crisis. Swing in a crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love the the the. Oh my god, what's his name? Hulk. Um, I love his his meme where it's like jokes on you. I'm always in a crisis. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of Wandavision, are you guys excited for the Agatha show? Because I feel like there's a lot of negative yes. rhetoric around it, and yeah. I don't get it because I look at the cast, I think it looks. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about it because they haven't really released too much. But just based on the cast, based on how she pl- portrayed Agatha, like, yeah. I'm so excited for that show. I don't know why people. One Vision's a show for the girls and the gays. It's yeah. yeah. So I think the the main Marvel fans, or you know, the ones that don't want it to be so woke, uh, uh, are not into it. But I'm so here for it. I mean, Aubrey Plaza, Patty Lupone, yeah, uh, like. And always, always a pleasure to see Emma Caulfield back uh, from her Buffy days. Uh, what a treat that was in the first season of One Division. 
Everyone thought that Emma Caulfield was going to be Mephisto, and no shade to no shade to you, Emma Caulfield. If you are listening and ever want to come on the podcast, you're welcome. But I was like, it can't be. She's not going to be Mephisto. They they would have hired someone a bit more famous, famous for of a name to play Mephisto or to be a dupe. But I I loved Emma Caulfield. But the the T here with what's going on with Agatha is. On the, on the Scooper community, if you guys want some vague general spoilers, mm-hmm. they're saying that Wiccan isn't going to age up like we saw him in WandaVision. Instead, his soul is going to go into a comatose teen's body who's Joe Locke. Okay. And so that's where people are like, wait a minute. Like, uh, yeah. he's going to possess a comatose teen. Was he always LGBT? T, you know, it's this. Uh, I, I think most people will just want him to age up like he did in WandaVision. That was one of them. And two, the big thing is Elizabeth Olsen. People want Elizabeth Olsen to be in this show. And it's supposed to be an adaptation of Children's Crusade, which is a huge is story. It's a huge story in the comics. And people are worried that they're just going to fly through it like they did with Secret oh. Invasion. What does it have to do Secret. with Agatha? Because Children's Crusade was the young has Avengers. nothing to do with her. It had Doctor Doom in it. Yeah. So, you know, if they want to do that, I'm here for it. Yeah. But I mean, I just don't see. I mean, they the... can they can incorporate her in. I mean, she was what she's Franklin Richards' nanny. She can be a nanny to the Young Avengers. I yeah. would I would have loved it if they would have relaunched the Fantastic Four and then like they're they're a family in it and Wanda comes in and there's Catherine Hahn, Agatha. The post credit scene. Sue yes. Storm is pregnant and yes. they open the door to the new nanny and she goes, Hi, kids, <laughs> I'm here. That's what I would have loved to have seen. But I think the, the the I think the negative rhetoric is not so much that we didn't love Catherine Hahn, but Marvel's approach to it. It doesn't sound like it's going to be pretty stable. But well, I think it was people just saying like, "Oh, this like we don't need a show about this. We don't need a show about this character." Yeah. Um, but I mean, equally, like think back to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I knew who they were because I read the comics. Yeah. But I mean, even then, I was like, "Really? They're I mean, making they're making an IP over this?" Like. Mm-hmm. A little surprised, and I don't know anything with witches, and like you said, the casting is like very musical theatery. Like it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. Going to be fun, and of course, it's going to be a certain audience that's going to gravitate towards Catherine Hahn's campy performance. The only thing I'm going to say about Wandavision, though, my 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 good friend in real life, like my best bro friend Phil. He was so into Wandavision, and he's usually a good cultural sample. He's straight. He's married. He has a kid. And I know something's taken off when he's obsessed with it. And he's a big oh. Star Wars person, very, very meticulous with the Star Wars stuff. And he was all into WandaVision, uh, a Captain, or excuse me, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki. He was into yeah. all three of those episodes. I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Hawkeye was really fun. Oh, too. Was I enjoyed really Hawkeye fun. too. I yeah. I don't think it has the evergreen rewatchability that something like Home Alone probably has. And well, I think that's what Marvel was trying to We're yeah. coming to Christmas. We could watch it again. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't see a lot of people saying that they're watching it again. And that's where it's like, oh, are they going to make a Disney classic in that regard? But um, I, I feel WandaVision was able to get everyone, as I said, like walking into Timothy Olton that I, I forgot Friday, Saturday morning, whenever it was. And everyone just talking about WandaVision. I mean, that is a pretentious New Yorkers trying to get a discount on furniture. Like it's talking about WandaVision. That is a sight to be held. 
It was so it was really cool. Back to back to X Men. I think they've really missed a trick with where they're building the MCU now. When they could have had a post credit scene of Mojo sitting in his uh, TV room in the Mojo verse, and he gets those cosmic rays of WandaVision flash up before him. And then he goes, who, what is this? Becomes obsessed like all of we do. And he catches Wanda and we recreate the storyline from Wolverine and the X-Men where Wanda and Nightcrawler are trying to escape the Mojoverse. I said the exact same thing when we were covering WandaVision. I said, someone's broadcasting it. It's going to be Mojo. It has <sighs> to be Mojo. If I, w- if I was on the production team, they dropped the ball. WandaVision did drop the ball on a couple of things mm-hmm. with, you know, who was the astrophysicist? That was a, a dead end. That, that was, everyone was upset, obsessed with it. And it seemed like such a weird misstep that Kevin Feige would have allowed. And I think they should have had Mojo. Mojo would have been fantastic for it. But wait, guys, um, because we can go down a WandaVision rabbit hole. I have been talking to a couple people who have been sending me heart eyes on your on the photos we've posted about you and your takeover of our of our Instagram. Can I can I say some of these questions? Can I can I yeah, ask you guys some of go these? Ahead. Okay. Okay, so th- this one's for you, Chris. Uh, what's your favorite most beautiful place in New Zealand, North or South Island? And this comes from Rod Baxter. Wow, uh, there are so many beautiful places in New Zealand. Um, I can't say Hobbiton. That was my partner's uh, favorite place in New Zealand until we got engaged in New Zealand. So that's his favorite moment in New Zealand. Um, but probably the place I have loved the most is the Coromandel. It's a collection of little beach beach towns dotted around a little peninsula uh, about an hour and a half out of Auckland City. Uh Every beach is beautiful. Every view is stunning. At nighttime, you can see so many stars unencumbered by the light pollution from the cities. Uh, I spent a lot of summers there uh, growing up. Actually, that was where I read the the entirety of Ecstatics. (laughs) And then Rod continues, what's the comics scene like in New Zealand? Uh, So there's a couple of stores uh, comic book stores in New Zealand, but it's it in the country. Small. There's only a couple in the country. The comic book scene in New Zealand is very, very small. Uh, a lot of it is online, and a lot of it is where you'll meet people at th- places like Armageddon. There's a couple of really great stores like Heroes for Sale uh, on K Road or Karanga Happy Road. Uh, and then there's another one in St. Kevin's Arcade in Auckland City, just down the road from there, where I picked up my first X Men comics uh for about three dollars yeah <laughs> secondhand comic store it's fantastic but yeah the scene is very very small uh from what i remember of my uh con days back then not too many people actually dressed up uh for armageddon uh that may have changed in recent years as the popularity of cosplay has risen yeah. And you, yeah. and you would think that somewhere like New Zealand, it would be like a comic, you know, mecca well, because of Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, it, the it's it's like a mecca. It's like a whole. It's holy ground there. Like mm-hmm. you would imagine that, like it, it, there would be a little bit more cosplay and stuff like that. That's that's curious. Yeah, there there is usually a lot of Lord of the Rings cosplay, but I think okay, that's fair enough. Mostly uh, due to going on tours to say where to workshop, where they created a lot of the wonderful things. Uh, in Lord of the Rings, or taking it to one of the beautiful, beautiful places that you can see that are actually real places, <laughs> which I... is 
quite sad what they've done now with Rings of Power season two. They've taken it from filming in the New, in New Zealand to filming it in the UK, which is, I guess, is close to, to uh, closer to how Tolkien uh, envisioned it. But New Zealand is Middle Earth and always will be. Yes, that is a yeah. mic drop right there. <laughs> okay, Sean, this next question is for you. Someone asked, and they asked to remain anonymous. Which Cyclops look would you also cosplay as? Like, so what other what other costume would you do? Um, okay, so you like I the will... cowl with the condom head? No, no. Wait, um, what do you usually say about no, masks? No, Wait, what no. do you usually say about masks? I'm not. No, I don't want to wear masks and cons because it's uncomfortable, and I don't want to breathe into it the entire um the entire con day. That's, that that's is not what you say, but that's fine. Jeez. What um, I've learned with the Cyclops visor is that you get this. Blue... Yeah on the yeah. nose and um my bullseye helmet squeezes into the temple so after about like an hour i had a massive roaring headache but going back to the question at hand um i don't plan to do any other version of cyclops imminently um if i did i think um phoenix force cyclops is a oh, great yeah. costume so i'd yeah. love to do that one um and if i was ever to be at like WonderCon for the hellfire walk and I could have someone sew it for me. I think the Cyclops Hellfire look from a few years back, which was very like Ballman inspired with the cape. Yeah, like the kimono yeah. cape outfit, yeah. which is so, so cool. Oh, I um, love that. But one. it's such a niche cosplay that you're like, I'd have it built for the walk. You'd end up paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds and be like, well, that was done after four minutes. So Just learn how to make it yourself. I learned how to sew making this. Yeah, I'm that girl on Drag Race that'd be like, I'm here with my glue gun and, <laughs> and, and prayer. do prayers. You yeah. can just get a, a a Jedi robe and and visors and yeah. just do that. Yeah. So I think I think Phoenix Force would be the next one I'd do, but um he's not no other version of Cyclops is on my list to date. All right. So in our last episode, we asked you to shag Mary Avoid. I'm sorry, snog Mary Avoid. Wait, I don't even know what snog means. Snogging is like kissing with tongue. Okay, yeah. snog, avoid, marry Jesus. <laughs> the internet. Well, I'll marry Jesus. We... Then. Okay, you'll marry Jesus. Okay, Cyclops, Cable, or Strife. Oh, I will. I have to avoid Strife. <laughs> That's your twin right. brother, technically. Yeah, right away. I can't have someone looking exactly the same as me wandering around. Okay, I mean, fair enough. Um. Snog Cable, marry Cyclops. Okay. Wait, can I ask one more? Let's do your uncles. Adam X, Vulcan, or Alex Summers? Oh, there's definitely a right answer to this one. I know. If you want to be invited again, you should know the right answer. So, sorry, Adam X, uh, Havoc, and... It's Vulcan. Vulcan. Uh, marry Havoc... Snog Vulcan, kill Adam X. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thanks for playing, but you'll never be back on this podcast again. <laughs> you are done. How dare you? Adam X is the one you... Ideally, you would have buried Adam X, but I would have taken a snog. <laughs> snog. But that's fine. That's fine. You know what? 
I'm furiously googling who Adam next is because he doesn't because <gasps> unfortunately Dayspring no one knows who this character I, is I, I actually have no idea who Adam X is I yeah. am like wagging my finger right now like a white girl at Bed Bath & Beyond when my coupon isn't working <laughs> so angry right now fine but you know what Vulcan Mary Kiwi Black Mary Kiwi Black the only New Zealand music <laughs> but Vulcan Scott Free cosplays as him. He's the world's yeah. only Vulcan cosplayer. So we'll take that as a plus. And you're, of course, always welcome back. But I'm going to kick it over to Sean. All right. So mine would be Snog, Mary of Void, Sabretooth, Namor, yeah. or Dakin. Ooh, avoid Dakin for sure. He's very annoying. Um, Snog, Namor, which leaves. Marrying Sabretooth. Marrying Sabretooth. God, you want to marry God, Sabretooth? I don't, I don't want to marry Sabretooth. Oh my God. I think Creed I'm going to have to marry Namor. I'm going to have to snog, snog Sabretooth and marry Namor. Bitch, you can be a sovereign of Atlantis if you're with exactly. Namor. Yes. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's why I'm going to marry Namor. Yeah. You would be a fantastic Sabretooth cosplay, actually. Oh, that, I saw that uh, at DragCon. Not Drag. DragonCon. <laughs> Uh, the Sabretooth cosplayer there. Oh my god, bravo. Yeah. Uh, I think all Sabretooth cosplayers are so great. That's going on my list. A Sabretooth cosplayer. You do Sabretooth, I'll do Wolverine, and we'll do that for the next MCM. Oh, I like that. I mean, in like three months, the third MCM of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and the next MCM is next weekend, so we gotta go and get this costume started. Chris, your energy is infectious. You've taken the internet by storm with your cable. You and Latvarian Lad have great chemistry as father and son or daddy and son. Daddy and son. <laughs> where can folks hit you up? Where where can they slide into your DMs to tell you how much they enjoy your cosplay and what, what other stuff do you have coming up officially that you can talk about? Uh, you can see me on Instagram at Christopher.cosplay. Uh, nothing too much coming up, uh, although my partner and I are doing a very long vacation, well not very long, but a vacation in Orlando at the end of uh, November, so we're going to Disney World. And All right, Universal you'll be three Studios. hours away from me. Oh, well, come along. <laughs> if, you <laughs> yeah. want, if you fancy a three hour drive. <laughs> I'll show up unannounced. Yeah, uh, so if you, ever see, if you happen to be in that area, come and say hi, we'll be at one of the parks for of 10 days i think in total wow, um, yeah, then we've got megacon coming up in january in london and then mcm again in may yeah and we have a megacon in orlando as well and that's in february so your megacon is in january and that's london based but not to be confused where you're going to be in orlando but not for megacon you're going to be no. just a civilian there yeah depending on whether i can whip something together through the month of december i will be in cable again fabulous and sean what do we have coming up i feel like we we have a fun interview happening tomorrow that we're excited for we do yeah we're interviewing uh luigi we love luigi. a very ah! prolific cosplayer from la not not luigi not that luigi but um, um but i yeah. i think inspired his name no because his real name is luigi i was like oh he's inspired, <laughs> <laughs> he's inspired yeah, by no. the he's inspired by he's done luigi he has done Luigi. He has done I mean, done. he's done I can't so keep many up cosplays. With all his cosplays. You know, like in in terms of like, I think cosplays. There's there's a few that have been around for a while that are really prolific, and I'd say he's one of them. Oh, he's OG. Um, 
yeah, he's OG. So very excited to speak to him tomorrow. I think we're doing that one. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, besides that, uh, I think there's no more cons the rest of the year here in Europe. Uh, we are desperately trying to make WonderCon happen in LA in March. Um, I, I have the dates blocked. So, yeah. Chris, I come. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm going to do now is I'm going to just badger Chris to come to WonderCon If I could be a me. professional cosplayer and have all of the time and money to just travel and go to cons, I would. Well, Christopher, <laughs> based on the number of DMs I get about you uh, and OnlyFans, I'm sure you can become a professional cosplayer if you so choose. <laughs> Not too much fun. Um, But yeah, so I've got that. Uh, and then MCM again in May. And I don't know, maybe WonderCon in January. Who knows? Yeah. And where can folks hit you up? They know. On Instagram. Yeah, let very in loud. Although, you know what? Hammy made a really good point. Um, so we were chatting. He's like, well, when are you going to do Dr. Duke cosplay? And I said, well, never because I don't want to wear a mask all day. Um, Why? And he, Why? Uh, you know uh, the line I want you to say. Why are I'm you not saying the up? line. I'll, say, I'll, tell, I'll tell Chris for the line off camera. Um, mm. But uh, he's like, well, why did you make your name Ledbarian Lad if you're never going to do Doctor Doom? And I went, you know what? That's actually a really good point. Um, so who knows? You know what? I'm considering a rebrand soon. So for now... Or even Iron me. Lad. Yeah, and I'm not going to do Iron man or iron lad either so we'll see for now it's ladvarian underscore lad not latvian lad nothing to do with latvia um i'm sure it's a great country i've never been but um yeah it's ladvarian lad so yeah hit me up on instagram there and we are at power of x-men on youtube and instagram and on all podcast platforms slide into well don't slide into my dm slide into sean and chris's dms and tell them how much you love their cosplay all right, Familia, we'll see you next time. <laughs>